This is the Lost Ground Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Yummy and Mr. Early ETS. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I have a drinking problem? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. You have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Because of the implication. Go fuck yourself, you bald-headed son of a bitch! I've seen more hair on bacon! Did you just call me a black cunt? Yes, he did. You can't do that, that's racist. But you are black and you are the cunt, Ernie. Those are the facts. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Hey, Mr. Yanni, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mr. Early ETS. How are you doing? I, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm alive, and... Honestly, I'm happy to be talking to you. We haven't recorded a podcast in over in over 365 days. Yes. Why did you have to go very specific to 365? I mean, we're just we're, we've we've been busy. I mean, um, could have just said. I think it. the first thing we have to get through is you're you're married now. I am married. We have a lot of things to get through, actually. Yeah, I just we'll start with the most most important shit that we already fucked up. Well, I guess we'll start with your marriage, and we'll get to most important after that. But uh, yeah, that's marriage. Congratulations, isn't, though. Marriage isn't that important, is it? I mean, as I'm hiding in my in my closet, so she can't hear me. It's like you know, if it's it's important in certain like certain circumstances, like you kill her, some like people like husband kills wife. Whereas if you weren't, they're just like man kills woman. You could have been dating, you could have not known each other. It's no different. But when you're married, it's like husband kills wife. You the, know what I mean? The headline is def- definitely pops a bit more when it's husband <laughs> kills wife. It's like, oh, Whereas she... if you guys are just dating, even if you've lived together for 20 oh, years... Oh, so God, like, she just walked like, in. It doesn't matter. We're recording. Go away. My wife just barged in. I'm a professional. <laughs> As we're talking about your wedding. <laughs> no, you're talking about... No, we're talking about how a headline that reads "Husband kills wife" hits a lot harder than "Man kills woman." And so now that we're married, oh, I'm not talking about killing you. Go away. No one suggested killing. Do you want that headline? Because this is how you get that headline. This is exactly how that headline comes up. Otherwise, grab a mic and get involved. Sure, do you need something? What? I just just send it, babe. No. Just send it. Uh she said she wanted an intermission so she gets some of this husband dick. Yeah? No. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. <laughs> she she wants she wants a milkshake and none of me. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, that's believable. Wow. Your own damn milkshake, or there's Uber Eats, whatever. Well, she, no, she's gonna make one, but she's being respectful because we're recording. So, America's going to hell, man. In a handbasket, and I'm along for the ride. But yeah, so wow. I'm a, I am a so married. Yeah, congratulations on your wedding. Thank I was you. there. That you were there. You were uh, one of the few friends that were there. You know, we had a. I mean, it was in Wisconsin, so, and all my family... Yeah, and who the hell wants to go to Wisconsin? I mean, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're already live in Wisconsin, I understand it's hard to move to a different state, expenses and shit. But if you're not in Wisconsin, then you know. I mean, it was actually. No, I, I really like Wisconsin, so. It was beautiful. It was a as a great time of year. The wedding was beautiful. Um, it was. The weather was amazing. It was. I was happy to get married there. Uh, I don't want to live there. And, I mean, that's really all there is to it. There's nothing. I mean, it's yeah. It's just Wisconsin. I mean, there's a lot of serial killers from Wisconsin. I get it. Yeah. It seems like the main form of recreation was just driving around, you know, side by side. And drinking. And then drinking. And, and like, then... like I, I can understand the amount of murderers. Like, I get it. There's just not a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, it's where Dahmer got his start. So. Yeah. And apparently there's... I mean, it's not, it's not the meth-fueled wild fest that's Northern California. So, you know. That, that's true. Because, you know, Northern California is just crazy. Lots of meth. I'm not saying crazy. <laughs> I mean, you you think you can have lots of meth and no crazy? I mean, I just start seeming normal after a while. That's fair. That's fair. Can I have like a like you read a headline like man accidentally kills himself after meth binge and you're like, okay, it's a Friday. Hell yeah. When actually it was Tuesday. You're like, yeah, you can just tra- you can track your days of your week because it's Monday. Man high on meth steals car. You're like, okay, Monday, gotcha. Tuesday, couples trying to sell kids for meth. Okay, gotcha. Wednesday. It just progresses. Wednesday, children practice dentistry on parents. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of practice because there's only a couple there. Uh, <laughs> you know, you start small. <laughs> you gotta start small. Gotta start somewhere. Uh, what was. I got a bright future. Yeah. <laughs> What was your f- highlight of the wedding weekend? Highlight of the wedding weekend? Man, it's hard to think of something that was actually good. <laughs> Jesus. You know, actually, I had a really good time. I enjoyed, like, a, I met a lot of new people, and honestly, they were all really pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. One or two people aside, even, uh, even uh, I don't know what the nickname we're going to have for, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the the guy and his girlfriend, the kid and his girlfriend. My my old roommate. No, no, the kid. The kid. Ponytail. Ponytail. Man bun. Oh oh. Oh was shit. Not, was not a fan of man bun and his girlfriend at first, but they grew on me. They did that. They hey, you know. Uh, yeah, at first I thought, like, oh, man, these shitbags. And then well, I started asking them to do stuff, and they were, like, super helpful. Dude, potheads are pretty helpful, man. Got it. I, I said potheads are super helpful sometimes. Yeah, I liked him. And then, like, the, on Sunday after the wedding, and he was just, like, KK coming up to me. He's like, oh, that was an awesome speech, man. You're so cool. I don't know how I could do the same thing as you. I'm like, I, okay, man. <laughs> You're okay. So uh, I think, I, and, I, and don't get me started. I, you know, Mike was awesome. Mike's the best. I'd date him. He's a uh, handsome man. Would you? I mean, do you think you really could, though, after all the things you've done to my mom? No, not that Mike. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <you're, laughs> your dad's also an awesome man. Oh. <laughs> Talking about your former roommate, though. Oh, yeah. Mike's Mike's a killer. Love him. Love his uh his his girlfriend. 
is amazing no, too. Both super cool. I love them. They're two very good friends. Uh, so glad that they were able to make it out. But I mean, honestly, like I was thinking, like before I got there, I was like, man, I'm really only gonna know Mr. Yummy and his soon-to-be wife. I'm gonna know one. I knew the one other person, the guy who got arrested. Oh, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get too late, right? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but uh, that was the only other person I thought I knew, aside from your parents. And I was like, man, this is gonna be lame because I know that you know you're getting married. You're gonna be busy talking to a lot of people. So you really didn't but think everyone was just so friendly. I never lacked for conversation. You didn't. You thought you were gonna show up and you weren't gonna like anybody, anybody of my friends and family. I really didn't, but it's been so long since I've been to a big event like that because I've I've always been a social person. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I've been to anything like that with when you're walking in not knowing anybody. So not nervous, but just like oh, okay, you know, because I'm not I'm not super bummed out if I'm not talking to someone. But it actually ended up meeting a lot of cool people. Your uncle was fucking awesome. I can't believe I haven't met him until now with how long I've known you. Yeah, he's... Uh, and your aunt was fucking sick. I loved her. Like, a lot of cool people. And then even your wife's side of the family, there's a lot of cool people there. So. Oh, yeah. A lot of very interested people. A lot of people with really cool hobbies and interests and pastimes that aren't... Oh, yeah. Like, it was never, like, you know, there's sometimes you talk to people and you're just, like, being polite and, like, you know, okay, nodding your head, going on. But I gotta say, 90% of the people I talked to, it was like I was actually interested to hear what they had to say because they were interesting people. Yeah. Having so, a genuine... it, was, it was a blast, man. Even like just some of the people I met in Wisconsin, just by happenstance, like uh, at the stores and uh, even at the airport. When um, God, what's I don't I just I don't want to keep naming names, but <laughs> the, the couple that gave me a ride back to the airport. I don't remember who gave you a ride. Oh, oh, yeah, Josh and April. Yeah, I, I just I wasn't sure if we're naming names or not. Oh yeah, I mean we're saying nice things, so. We can. Yeah, no, Josh and April, I, I actually, I loved seeing them. I had great conversation with them. The ride back was nice. Still disappointed. And then they went through security, realized there's nothing to do, so they came back out of security and hung out with me at a restaurant, the only restaurant there at the airport. I'm still disappointed and that Mexican Josh the never guy, showed like, up. The, the other person sitting at the restaurant, he was a bald guy from Wisconsin waiting to fly out. He was super friendly talking to us. The bartender was super friendly. Like, yeah. It was just like, man, this is just a good trip. People are awesome here. Yeah, everybody, no. everybody in Wisconsin is really, really nice. I don't. Yeah, I, I was impressed. Like I was like, you know, there there was a lot I loved about Wisconsin. The only thing I didn't love was the sheer number of bugs. Oh God, it is, it is. There's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But also, you like, sp- it, like over here in Northern California, I'm used to like going out like into the mountains for like a full fucking day, and you might find one tick on you. Well, yeah. You walk three steps through the wilderness there, and you've got like forty-two ticks on you. Oh yeah, I I mean, I mean, I only I was up there for over a week, about a, a week and a half, and I only pulled like out of me, I only pulled like three ticks out of me, and then, like, ticks I watched that you pull three ticks out of you. No, you know, you probably found saw me pull ticks like off of me that were just crawling on me. Oh yeah. Yeah, three. Yeah, okay, I got you. Now. I mean, I probably. Uh, yeah, when I said forty, when I, I had probably pulled off of me like over forty ticks, but not hooked really? onto me. Um, I only probably pulled maybe a dozen, maybe a couple more than that off of me, but I don't know. Yeah, I dro- a couple dozen gets to forty real quick. <laughs> I said a dozen. <laughs> um, I don't know. When I, flew, t- I flew back. I got in at like two in the morning. And I woke up at like eight and showered. Yeah. And I was like in the shower, 
Because there was not showers there at the wedding. No. They were supposed at, to. So I first time showering in three days, and uh, I was pulling, I pulled like three ticks that set in off of me. Mm. Do you have Lyme disease now? I mean, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I got so much wrong with me that is on the back burner. Like, the tick's actually offended. Like, he was going to give me Lyme disease, and he's like, this guy's not even going to care. It's, instead, you gave the tick a brain injury? <laughs> uh, yes. So, you, you, my man, what was the me. highlight for your wedding weekend? I mean, obviously, the highlight was the getting married part. I kept telling Don't people. Don't lie. At least not even gonna listen. <laughs> I mean, I was just happy she didn't. She didn't run away because I was like, maybe, maybe she's gonna like have a moment of clarity and she's gonna just be gone. And no, she, she. That would have been fun. You and I like racing to like try to hunt her down and drag her back. I told her. I took like, in handcuffs, <laughs> like gagged, bring her up to, down the aisle. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you had guns. We could have done it. I told her. I told her like weeks and weeks ago. I was like. Someone's getting married this weekend. I, it may not be you and me, but somebody. I go, and if you marry somebody else, just know I'm still gonna be there in the in the corner with with Mr. Erlitias, and we're just gonna be fucking lit. But somebody's getting lit, or someone's getting married this week, and we get put too much money into it. But, I don't know what Wisconsin's stance on gay marriage, but you and I could have married worst case scenario. I don't know if they like the gays over there. Oh, I don't think they like them. I'm just not sure legally where they're at. Oh. I don't know, but I know her whole family is, is still not 100% certain I'm straight. What's that? I said, I don't know about that, but I know that her, parts of her family still aren't completely sure that I'm straight. I'm not even sure that you're straight, man. God's not even <laughs> sure if I'm straight. Right, I was there at your wedding, and then we get to the reception. Oh, God. And I was like, I'm still not sure he's straight. Like, I thought that this would convince me. I thought that this marriage would, would convince you. I'm like, she might just be a beard. <laughs> and then I kissed, like, f- five or six men at the reception. So You and I definitely kissed more uh, than once. I kissed you. I kissed Mike. I kissed David. You uh, and I kissed three times. Yeah, I know. I told I told Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Yummy. Uh, October 6, 2014. Oh, wow. Look at them. Super progressive. So when I typed in Wisconsin gay instead of <laughs> marriage coming up, I typed it Wisconsin gay and they auto, like, the thing that Google popped up was Wisconsin gay weather. Gay weather. What? So Google, evidently there's a lot of people wondering how gay the weather is in Wisconsin. Isn't that just a rainbow? Isn't that what gay weather <laughs> is? Like, yes. I'm like, no. How is how are your gay weathers are they good or is it not that gay or is it not that gay is it is it kind of hetero i need a lot of homo okay i need a lot i i, I could see it the opposite where it's like some he's like uh, this weather seems kind of gay he gets on google he's like i'm gay to weather can it turn me gay <laughs> i know biden's the president now they're trying to make everybody gay if i get the gay rain on me do i get the gay do i catch can i catch the gay from the gay rain what what are you asking? Um, I asking. My, my wife caught me blowing this dude behind the truck stop, and I wasn't originally gay, so I must have been the gay weather. And, and, That's all dude, I'm saying. 
do does the rain does the gay rain does it give you HIV or full blown AIDS? Like can because I have full blown AIDS. Because I, I don't got, know how I could have got it if it wasn't the gay weather. Can can it can it downgrade my full blown AIDS to just HIV? That's also another question. <laughs> gay weather, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't. I texted Wisconsin gay, and the first thing is Wisconsin gay weather. I was like, interesting. <laughs> what you find out from people? Uh, Google you, so smart yet so dumb. Uh, but yeah, so aside from the getting married part, the kissing men part, the the highlight of the weekend is gonna be my buddy getting arrested. <laughs> Man, it hurts a little that my speech wasn't there, but I get it. Oh, well... <laughs> don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. No, I'm teasing. No, your your speech was amazing. And I I almost peed myself. And I was crying laughing. When you said you've never seen me commit to someone or to something as hard as I committed to being bald. <laughs> I was done. I oh, I was laughing so damn hard. That was amazing. Uh, and your crowd work was good. Like I want to see you I want to see you perform. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I think I would like to give it a try. I thought the crowd work I had fun doing that crowd work part. That was good. It was good. Um your ad-lib shit was was amazing. I got it. <laughs> It was so good. But yeah. Yeah, I do agree that the friend getting arrested was just this cherry on top of a good weekend. It was. Should we? Like, like, you know, Sunday, would, Sunday morning would have been bland. Like we were having this nice brunch. Everyone was quiet, peaceful, hungover. Yeah. Should, should we and tell? And then you got that call. And should it's we... like, yes. Should we tell the story? What's that? Should we tell the story? Like the whole night or just like paraphrase it? you it's your wedding it's your story i talked to him after the event him and i have been texting back and forth yeah we're still gonna go camping coming up here oh cool i want to tell I, I, I like him he's a cool dude i'm gonna tell him but we got to come up with a nickname for him we, we do need a nickname for him to protect his identity i just can't throw it out there i wanna should we just call him lady's dad lady's uncle i'll, I'll call him iron will iron will what? It's a super weird reference. <laughs> yeah, explain it, please. Okay, so Iron Will, um, uh, Mr. Ducky. Uh-huh. It was his favorite movie when he was a kid. It's a live-action Disney film about a guy who does the, uh, the Iditarod, the dog racing with the sled. Uh-huh. And so I was thinking for this guy, he did take care of your dog, lady. So he cares for dogs. He's kind of a wild dude, so Iron Will. I like it, Mr. Iron Will. I'm, I'm, I'm going out the window here, but I was like, you know, it's, just, it's a random nickname. That's good, though. I like it. We'll call, call him Mr. Iron. Mr. Iron. I like it. Mr. Iron. So, yes, Mr. Iron's the one who uh, took care of the lady while I was deployed. So, we're, uh, well, I guess we'll just bring it down to the reception. So, the reception was a great day. It's a Saturday. We were, I I have never, you know how like when you see a Bud Light commercial 
on TV and they, I don't know, it's funnier, it does whatever, and at the end they're like, please drink responsibly. Yeah. It's really hard to actually drink responsibly. Like, and... <laughs> and <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. It's really, really hard. And so, like, for my wedding... I wanted, you know, I wanted to have some drinks. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to feel loose for the whole thing. But I, you know, knew that I couldn't get crazy. I couldn't get sloppy or uh, Mrs. Young. If I I can be honest with you, at your wedding is probably, in that kind of event, that was the most responsibly I've ever drank at an event like that. Right? Well, you have to. Like, you don't want to be that jackass who ruins such a, you know, important event for somebody or somebody's. I mean, I had zero hard alcohol. Like that whole evening, starting from like starting from four, from about four p.m. onwards till two a.m., I had twelve drinks, and they were all you know five percent alcohol. Those twisted teas. What's that? Those twisted teas. Yeah, those twisted teas. But I was like slow drinking them. I wasn't getting drinks every time I was empty. I was like, no, I'm gonna stay even, even keel. I mean, go ahead. You did get kind of lit at one point. Yeah, it was before I ate. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. It started hitting me hard, and I was like, I and I took a, I took about an hour break from drinking. So, and so okay, so that that was all day. I mean, I had my first drink. I don't even remember when I had my first drink. It was. It was what? it was about four when the, they brought the drinks over for the bride and groom while we were taking pictures. Well, no, you were drinking before that. But yeah, I was whatever. drinking. I I think I started drinking at like ten that morning. Just, I had to, yeah. I had to keep you, my wits. You brought me a fucking twisted tea, like when we were starting to move. Oh, I, I, I no, I, yeah, I brought you a twisted tea at like nine o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I had already had, I'd had my first one at that point, but I was also working. I was doing shit. I'd been up for a few hours at that point. But I, but that was the only thing I drank before the up until the well, no, because I drank some sangria before the wedding ceremony. Yeah. So. But we didn't drink. Like there was not a lot of drinking before the wedding ceremony. No, no, there for was. For me and for you. Yeah, I only had two, three drinks by by the time we was all done up and fancy. So, anyways, but that that's not important. We're not here to describe the wedding. We're here to describe the arresting. Yeah. The arresting. Um, well, you were just on the responsible drinking thing, so I, I I thought it was an appropriate point. I was. So it's. You know, we're doing pictures, we do first dances, we're doing all this stuff. I, you know, got all the men uh, that were important to me around. We had a, a drink of uh, Red Breast. It was nice. Which is an amazing whiskey. So good. And, you know, it's bullshit and have a good time. People are, you know, slowly filtering out as the night gets longer or later and later. And then it's, I don't know, it had to been like midnight. And Mr. Mr. Iron. No, it, it was after midnight. Well, yeah, where I'm, where the, where I'm going is, it was probably around uh, about midnight. And Mike comes over to me. He's like, "Dude, I'm set. I'm trying to set up." Uh, yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> Mr. Iron with this person, and and he's like, and if it doesn't work out with, you no, know, he's like this person, and and then this person, and I was like, who? And they're like this person, and then that person. And said their name, or said one of them's name, and then he's like, if it doesn't work out with her, then he can go do that. I was like, they're both named the same thing, and he's like, oh, well, perfect. <laughs> and well, it, it 
you know, he settled with one, I guess. I don't want to say settled, picked one. Um, and so at about 2, 2.30, people, I mean, we were all pretty, I mean, at this point I was pretty drunk uh, myself. And so I just started putting people to bed, walking them back to their trailers and wherever they were yeah, sleeping. Yeah, we were helping out. Yeah, and I walked them back, and then it came back, and Mr. Iron was uh, just making out with the this lady. By the porta potty. By the porta potty. So then I walked back. Classy as fuck. I went back and I got my wife and. I, I want to pause right here. Somebody cause, else. Because Mike was trying to do a lot of hookups that night. Well, yeah. He likes to hook people. And he up. came up to me and he's like, I was like, you know, I made a joke to him and he's like, you're, you're going with the maid of honor, right? And I was like, no. He's like, why not? I'm like, because that's, that's not me. He's like, drink a little bit more, it will be. <laughs> So he, he was just playing matchmaker that night. He was trying. He loves setting people up. What's that? He said he loves setting people up. He's mm. a good dude, man. He's a great dude. Love him to death. Uh, he, he loves love. He does love love. <laughs> Mike loves love. <laughs> so we, I go back and I get my wife to take her to our trailer. And at this point, I'm grabbing my dogs out of the trailer because my kid kidnapped kidnapped their dogs so I was grabbing them out of their trailer and, and then Mrs. Yummy comes over and she's like they're in our trailer I was like what? He's like, they're in our trailer I was like well tell them to get out she's like I don't know I was like oh and I'll tell them to get out she's like be nice and I was like I'll be as nice as I want to be and I walked over there and I like, flipped the lights on I was like hey motherfuckers get out of my Get out of my trailer. This is my wedding night. Get out of my trailer. This is where I'm sleeping. I was like, get the hell. And they're like, we're not doing anything. They were just like under one blanket with all their clothes on. And I was like, I don't care. Oh I, don't, I don't care if you are or are not doing anything. Get out of my trailer. So they do. And Mr. Iron goes with his buddy, another friend of ours who was sober. And they, uh, and they drove back to their hotel that was at the casino. Now, and he was sober. I just want to preface that. It's not oh. just like, oh, we're like, oh, yeah, the other guy was sober, wink, wink. Like, the other guy who was driving, he actually was legitimately sober. Like, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's a, he was a good boy. He's Asian and he can only have like two drinks and then he's like sick. And so he, he had like one drink with us and then just hung out all night sober. He's, you know, he's a little bit older, a little bit mature, doesn't need to be drunk to have a good time type shit. And so, no, he was legitimately 100% sober. Mr. Iron, on the other hand, not even a little. Drunk as he was. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't like crazy stupid, but he was n- n- very drunk. He was very drunk, um, and so we go to bed. Everybody goes to bed. They drive home to the casino. No problems. No issues. We wake up the next morning. We're doing a Sunday brunch with everybody, and uh, I'm sitting sitting down in a chair i got a little like one of those you know those beer holders that you like stick in the ground and it's just like got a it's just big enough for your beer well i got a burrito in it instead and like <laughs> i'm working on like good burritos too man they were good burritos and then i got like a, a mimosa it's like my third mimosa at this point and eating it and uh the guy who drove mr iron he calls me and he's like hey uh, have you seen or heard from Mr. Iron? I was like, no. He's like, he's like, well, I uh, I keep calling him and texting him. I can't get a hold of him. We gotta like, 
we're trying to head over. And I was like, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. Like you can bang on the window or on the door, or you can like call the front desk to do a wake up call or, you know, welfare check, whatever. I was like, but I haven't, I haven't heard of him. I'm like, don't, don't wait on him. Like if he's not answering, he just, yeah, you don't know. miss your flight, dude. Yeah. Don't miss your flight. And all that. I mean, he was, they were coming over to the, the brunch and then to the flight, but I was like, basically told him, yeah, don't miss your flight. Don't, you know, don't miss out on anything. It's his fault. He got too drunk. And then he's like, all right, man, I'll see you soon. And then probably 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from a restricted number. And I was like, and normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer a restricted number. And I was just like, man, you know, I'm going to do it. So I answered it and he's like, Hey, Mr. Yummy. And I was like, Hey, what's going on, Mr. Iron? He's like, uh, I got arrested. <laughs> I knew what I was coming, but I can't help but laugh. <laughs> uh, I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I was like, what for? And he said, uh, disorderly conduct. I was like, oh. He's like, yeah, they won't release me until 6 o'clock tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. I go, well, me or somebody I know will be there to, to pick you up. We'll, we'll see you at 6. He's like, okay, bye. Hung up the phone and immediately just started laughing my ass off. And oh, yeah, and that was right there. And I, I was like, no. And she's like, should we go get him right now? I was like, no, we can't till six. She's like, should we, you know, check on him? Or I was like, no, he's fine. He's, I'm sure he was a jackass and he probably needs to sit there. And it turns out that I was a hundred percent right. So yeah. we, we, I mean, I don't know what he told you, but for when he told us, he, so he went, they went to the, to the casino they got like another drink then they went and got food. And then at this point, the, you know, DD, he was like, I'm done. I don't want to do anything. It's like three, three thirty in the morning. And so he went to bed Yeah. and then Mr. Iron was like, fuck that. So he went like, went outside, bummed a cigarette off of a guy, smoked with them, was bullshitting with them. He went inside Mr. Iron went back to his room and like grabbed a beer, grabbed two beers. He was gonna share one with the, his new smoking buddy, and then so he goes tries to go back into the casino holding the two beers, and the the people that work there is like, hey, you can't bring those in here. And he's like, oh, okay, and like turned around, walked away, slipped the beers into his pocket, and then tried to walk back in, and so they called the cops, and the cops came and they detained him, and then. You know, him being belligerently drunk was like, are you, are you arresting me or detaining me? And they're like, detaining you. And then he's like, well, then get these fucking cuffs off me or something like that. And I was like, well, now you're arrested. Disorderly conduct. I was like, so. Yeah, that was, you know what I do respect about it? Is that's the same story he told me. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't try to play it down. Like, no, I didn't think he would. Oh, the cops are bullshit. Yeah. And so. And so then he he's telling us how like the whole time he's getting arrested and he was you know in the truck or in the car getting the ride to the jail and getting booked and all this stuff he's like I'm talking he was talking shit and like asking him about their weapons and all this stuff and 
he made it sound like he was trashing on them. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They had no idea, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I don't know. Can't verify it myself. But all I can think of was like, you ever watch a movie or something and they're like, the person's recounting how the, the evening went and they think they're so smooth and like making really good points. And then, and then they flash back to like how it actually was. And like he was telling me, I was like, do you even know what, you know, what kind of optic you have on your M4 is what he's like asking these cops. And the cops are like, oh, I don't know. He's like, you're so fucking EO tech, dude. You dumb motherfucker. You don't even know what's on. And all I can imagine is like him actually be like, you don't even know what's on your M4. Yeah. No, I can picture that. Isn't, isn't EO tech. Dumbass. And that's like all I could just imagine in my mind. And I feel like that's actually probably accurate. But I could Yeah, no, that's why I was talking to him and, you know, he's a good dude, so I get, you know, he told me, and he told me the same story he told you, which at least he didn't try to, like, beef it up, you know? Yeah. Nah, I didn't think he would. And then, he, and then he's like, you know, he's like, the, the sad part is in California, I wouldn't have been arrested for that. And I was like, yeah, that's actually probably true. It's very like, true. I don't doubt that that's true. Yeah. And so, well. And then, uh, he's like, the worst part was being hung over in jail. Yeah. I he's bet. Because like, when you're hung over at home, it sucks, but you can, like, you know, lay back, throw on some TV. You know, put an ice pack on. You know, take some aspirin, whatever. Get some, like, get some greasy food and drink some water and, yeah, veg yeah, out. Yeah, he's like, you know, the stuff he's like, but when you're hung over in jail, you just, you're just sitting there, yeah. feeling like crap, and your water, you know, is not good. Probably doesn't taste great. Oh. He's like, yeah, it's like it, it was really shitty being hung over in jail. I bet. I'm glad I, glad it wasn't me. Out, Mike and I went over so Mike could get a little puff of, you know, of course, a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we were Sick. walking back, and Sick Mike was like, Yeah, I've only been in jail once, is you know, drunk in public in San Francisco. He's like, But it was fine, it's just in the drunk tank, got released. And I was like, Yeah, well, you're a big dude because I mean, what is, how tall is Mike? He's like six, what, six two? Mm, he's hardly taller than me. He oh, might... he's definitely taller than you, dude, by far taller than you. He might be six foot. He's definitely taller than you. It's weird that you didn't, that you felt like he was hardly taller than you. Well, hardly taller me is, is that's, still that's definitely taller than me. I think me. there's a complex there. Okay, motherfucker. Okay. You're like, you're like with his hair. Like, if I had hair like him, like, we could be the same height. <laughs> <laughs> it's if, his hair. If I had, like, a Jimmy Neutron thing going on, we'd, we'd basically be the same. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a bunch of fucking drunk bums, whatever. It's like, I mean, it's good for you. You're a buff dude, but like, you know, small guy like me is like, he's not... like everyone else in the drunk tank was fucking pathetic. But like, you'd be fine. You wouldn't get raped. I was like, so oddly specific thing to say. He's not buff. He's fat. Jesus. Mike is fat. Yes. If Mike's okay, no, no. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he's not the thinnest dude, but he is not fat. It's not about the truth, dude. It's about giving him a complex. <laughs> That's fucked up. He's got a good body, dude. It's okay. It's well cushioned. <laughs> you fucking value like, like if I devalue him enough, then I'll come crawling back to Papa, Papa <laughs> Yummy. I've been calling him fat for like five years. Don't don't take this away from me, all right? I'd say handsome, sexy man. He is beautiful. Like he, he's he got is a, literally the level where they scream me 
I'm like, yeah, that's that's a handsome, sexy man right there. Except for his nose, he's got a big ass nose that's broken. He does have a big ass nose, but the rest of it, the rest of it counteracts that way further than what anything I've got going on. Nah, he's a he's a beautiful fat man, and I love him very much. But I can't I can't compliment him any more than that. <laughs> no, I I complimented him a bunch. Really. Because I... he deserves it. Because I'm just like, you know, like if genetics existed, I wouldn't be allowed to like, you know, eugenics. If that was around, I wouldn't be allowed to breed, and it would just be guys like him breeding. I mean, and I mean, you're bald, fucking cancer prone ass. You wouldn't be breeding at all. So. Oh, definitely not. Was that? I said definitely not. No, I I didn't like me either. Like my family, heart disease, cancer prone ass, like. It doesn't matter how smart I am. It's like, no, I can see why you guys would take me off the, the table. I get it. As long as they, you know, let me practice. They could, like, be like, <laughs> like that special needs kid that they just like, yeah, one day, one day, buddy, you'll be good enough. Just keep practicing. And I would be me <laughs> just in the corner practicing. I'm like, one day the coach will put me in the game. And they never put me in the game. But, you know. <laughs> I had dreams and asked for it. Your mom finally comes over. She's like, "Why haven't you put him in the game?" You're like, "Okay, Miss, I'm not sure if you know this. He, he's just he's just a charity case." <laughs> no one, no one actually thinks he can make it. We don't even think he. We don't even believe that you, his mother, thinks that he could actually make it. She's like, <laughs> "You're right. I just wanted to to believe for a moment." He's like. We'll go over there and watch him practice and, and believe for a moment. She's like, no, you already broke the glass. I know it can't be. <laughs> so, um, And that's why it should never be too late to abort, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just to get this real example, um, years years ago, I worked as an uh, assistant for special ed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's this kid, and I'm not going to give his real name because I don't want to violate anything, but I'll call him Ed. Right. And he's super tiny. Um, you know, uh, um, Jonathan Lipnicki? No. And from, like, Stuart Little. Oh, the kid? Yeah, the kid with the glasses from Stuart Little. Yeah. He was like him, but tinier. Oh. Like, super tiny. And, like, he was, like, when I knew him, he was, like, 11 years old. And he was, like, the, the height of, like, a first grader or a kindergartner. Okay. You know, has the big old glasses, has the blonde spiked hair, but just just this little tiny, tiny guy for his age, right? right? Clearly special needs. And when I knew him, he was he he was a pretty good kid. Like he had a good attitude. He knew he was small, and he was just kind of nice to everybody. Yeah. And so he was generally likable. And so like you know, bullying and stuff didn't happen to him, and he was just generally. So then, fast forward years later, and um, this was back in 2018. Um, my dad had to chaperone a high school game and he asked me to come with. He's like, hey, just hang out with me, whatever. You know, we'll go to a restaurant beforehand, you know, a couple beers and then we'll hang out. You know, as long as there's alcohol at a high school game, he's like, then we'll go back home and drink. So, like, sure, sounds, sounds fun, dad. So we go to this game and this kid is graduating high school, the same, and he's the same fucking height when he was fucking 11 years old. Wow. And he was made an honorary member of the football team. Because everyone felt bad for him. Yeah. 
And so they like gave him a uniform. They actually bought pads for him and all that, so he could run out of the field at the start of the game to be with the team. And then he never played a play. He just played the water boy. Was he happy at least? He was happy. I was like, oh, that's super cool. The team has been so cool to him. Well, that's cool. Like, awesome. Like, great. And so then after the game, I went down to say hi to him. And he remembered me. And that kid was a fucking attitudinal wreck. Attitudinal wreck? Like, I was like, hey, do you remember me? I used to work with you in the such and such classroom. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you were always a piece of shit. I was like, what? He's like, He's like, yeah, when, when, when that such and such kid would pick on me, you didn't stay on it because I legally couldn't stop that because he was verbally telling you things. I can't, can't stop him from talking to you. And the kid was like, like this little kid was like, here, he's still tiny. He's like swearing, using the F word, flipping me off. I was like, dude, I just came to give you congratulations for graduating. Like, Man, he really held a grudge against you. I was like, I don't know what I did because I was always really nice to him, I thought. But he was mad that I didn't stop other kids from talking shit to him. I was like, I can't legally stop other kids from talking. Like, I can tell them to, like, walk away. I can ask them to stop harassing him, but I can't just, I can't put a gag in their mouth. That would be funny if you could. <laughs> and for the most part, kids didn't harass him. So I was like, I don't understand where you this, where this is coming from. Because most, most kids treat you really well. I could just imagine this being like an, an he had this huge fucking like anger complex. Like, dude, you, this is like you're about to become an adult. This is not going to go far when you with your fucking three foot five ass. Like, you're gonna get your ass beat at some point. No one's gonna care if your special needs or not, honey. Yeah, when you turn twenty one, you start flipping off in a bar. Someone's gonna beat your ass. I can just imagine though you being in a classroom, but they turn it into like an MTV. TV show and they'll call you like Professor Gags a lot and you're just being <laughs> just insanely abusive to children. <laughs> and they start talking shit, you just punch them straight in the face and then put a, like a one of those what's the chalkboard like eraser things? You just like put that in their mouth and duct tape it to their face. Oh god, this is so abusive. <laughs> No, I mean, but I was like the, the kid I was one on one with. He was he was assaultive and like vindictive. Like he brought it. That was the kid who brought a screwdriver. Like there was rumors going around that he was telling people that he was gonna he was gonna kill me. Oh, nice. How old was this so kid again? Was, uh, he was nine. The kid I was one on one with. Good. And so we searched we searched bags because I heard the rumor because like a bunch of kids told me because they you know that's a school and a bunch of kids like me and so like hey he's he's you know this kid's talking about killing you. And so I was like, hey, we're doing a bag search today. <laughs> and he had a fucking screwdriver in his bag. Did you ask and him? And he didn't take it from his parents' garage. Well, his dad or his mom and his stepdad. He didn't take it from their garage. He had stole it from a neighbor's open garage so that they wouldn't notice that the screwdriver was missing. That's a psychopath. That's the kid who stabbed me in the leg with a pencil. That's the next Ted Bundy right there, dude. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But, um, like, it was the day after the screwdriver incident, and he started attacking another kid that was bigger than him, and the kid turned around and threw him to the ground and started throwing, like, sawed sawed at him. Wow. And he's like, you have to protect me. I was like, no, I have to stop, like, I have to stop you from getting hurt. (laughs) 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 You're not getting hurt. Just close your eyes, buddy. (laughs) 
that's dude, that's a fucking psychopath. Wait, so this he was nine. How long ago was this? Oh god, this was back in two thousand and eleven. He's nineteen. Oh you no, know, he's this kid when he was five sent his teacher to the hospital and he took out one of her eyes and the principal he knocked out three of her teeth. At, so real question. At what point can we as like a society realize that like we know we have we've seen enough cases where somebody exactly like this does terrible things down the road. At what point are we like, maybe we should uh, abort? <laughs> it's never too late to abort. But I mean, I, I mean, we say it as a joke, but for real, like, yeah, I, no, this kid was was just awful. He, he liked causing pain in other kids. He's like, a psychopath, he, and that was one of the biggest things. Is the first time when I was first as one on one, and he started assaulting another kid, and I intervened, and then they're like, "Hey, you can't do that." Like, it's kid on kid. You can't interact with that. I was like, what? No, you, if, unless he, you're his one-on-one, so unless he's getting harmed, you can't stop it unless the other kid's about to die or seriously be harmed. Mm. And so I just have to watch him get, like, watch him pick on other kids? That's so wrong. I couldn't, I wouldn't. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's how it works. I wouldn't do it. Not a chance in hell. Uh, it, it was it was gross. It yeah. was gross. It was funny because right when I was leaving, he was transferring his mom thought that she's like you putting too many words because he was intellectually he was like on his testing and everything he was smarter than the average bear. Probably, most psychopaths oh, are. Most psychopaths are. And so and so the mom was like, "Oh, you guys have just you put him in this pigeonhole." So she was moving to the coast. And she was telling all the, the school district where they were transferring to that it was all just wrongful, wrongful labeling and blah, blah, blah. And we, we talked to them. Like, I did, I did a phone calls with the staff there, and the teacher did as well. And we're like, no, his kid is wild. Like, this kid is like, – he stabbed wild. me in the leg with a pencil. That happened. It's documented. And they're like, well, we've talked to the mom, and we think that in, this right, in a right setting, this kid would be just fine. Okay. And so Good luck. Like, oh, we're like, okay, whatever. He's out of our hair. So he he went, and then like four or five months later, I was getting calls from the school district's lawyer wanting me to come testify in relation to an incident with a kid. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not driving all the way over there because you guys realized you fucked up. Like, you had your chance. I warned you. I I warned. I pleaded with you guys like make sure he had a one on one and like he was dangerous. Oh my. God. Like, there's one phone call I actually I actually advised that they wear fucking leather chaps. Because <laughs> he tried to stab me multiple times in the leg. <laughs> like, wear some like, hockey pants to work. You're gonna need them. I was like, what are you, like, this is not a joke. Like, he is crazy. That is absolutely amazing. It, the math scares me now, but he's 19. Have you tried looking him up on Facebook or something? I... I don't remember his. I remember his first name. But I don't remember his last name, dude. We might need to do that. We we really need might need to do some research. <laughs> we, we should do some background. It, my dad, um, back <laughs> when we were when I was a child, when I was like 11, 12, my dad had this student in um, Lake County, and um, 
my dad always said that this student would be a violent, a violent offender and murder somebody. And then when the kid was, was 20, he killed someone with a crossbow. I mean, good it's for like, him. Sometimes for... you can just spot it. Like when my dad works with this kid, he was 11. Good my for... dad's like, yeah, he's going to kill somebody. Good for him for picking a unique, unique uh, murder weapon. Like, I mean, a crossbow. I mean, God. <laughs> but by that time, he was already selling. So he was limited. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Like he was either a really good shot or didn't think about it because the reload time on a crossbow is not that quick. <laughs> he shot him in the heart from point blank. He looked like he pushed the guy down and then shot him in the heart point blank with the crossbow. See? Hey, super accurate. <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> that close. Accuracy is accuracy, you know. I didn't say anything about distance. <laughs> wow. That's uh Yeah, you should probably definitely look into it. I mean, what if that kid is actually the one at Mighty Fine who's like sells you beer every single day and you don't even know. No, the, the the crazy No, he's definitely not. Or the guy who I don't know, somewhere you go regularly and he's just sitting there waiting, biding his time for you to slip up. I I think I could spot him still. You think? I, I hope, man. Like I, 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 I it's it's hard to say because some some people like you meet like you know I'm I'm not a young man anymore, and like there's some people you saw as kids and you see them as they're now that they're adults. You know, like oh yeah, you know exactly who they are. And there's occasional cases where you're like, oh shit, you're that person. Puberty so strikes. So maybe he just aged really wildly, and I don't I wouldn't recognize him. But puberty strikes people. And some some hard and some not so, and he could be one that got struck hard. We need to yeah, that's we need to we need to look into this. We need for your he's, he's hunting for me. He could be, he could be. He hasn't seen you in ten years. He could already be in prison though, honestly. He could also. I mean, be in nineteen. There's plenty of time for him to get himself into prison. I mean, he could have been he could have been in juvie, you know, for many years, and then and then graduated to actual prison. Who knows? But I think it's something we need yeah. to look into for your own personal safety. I, I agree with you. I actually, <laughs> I really think I should look into it. Oh, God. What if he's really... God, I cannot remember for the life of me his last name. You got to get on it. Start racking that brain. Yeah. Just, I'll figure it out. Just start by Facebooking his first name and just start scrolling. If you don't kill him, you should. I hope you stab him in the femoral artery right in the leg with a pencil. And you'll be like, this is for all those years ago. Like, I, I really never, like, hate, like, was angry at the kid. I was just, like, even when he stabbed me in the leg the couple times he did, like, or when he brought the screwdriver to kill me, I was just like, I felt, I felt bad for the kid. His first, <laughs> brought the screwdriver so when, to he, kill me. He was me. born, his mom was um, arrested for drug possession. Oh, he definitely and, got, uh, he, got he got dealt a shitty hand in life. Don't oh, for wrong. sure. And then his dad had custody for the first three years of his life and kept him in a cage. Definitely, yeah. Definitely got fucked. Yeah, so he, he got dealt a shitty hand. It was like, you know, there's other people who get dealt a shitty hand and don't try to just hurt people. Yeah. So. 
hard, hard to say. Nah. Just glad it's not me. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one thing is, like, you know, there's the glad it's not me, but the other thing that I would like to take on, like, add on to that, and I'm glad it's not me, and I'm glad if I had kids, it would never be them. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's two, there's two points to that. It's, it's not me. I'm glad it's not me that my parents didn't do that to me, but I'm also glad to know that I would never do that to my children. Oh, absolutely not. Because at, at worst, if I realized they couldn't handle my children, I'd, you know, I would put, it up, put them up for adoption when they were babies. No, you just, I mean, no, there's, I mean, you're not not going to be able to handle your child. I mean. No, I'm, not, I, you know, I'm good with kids. You're good with kids. Like. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just part of being an adult and, and par- part of being a, you know, a parent. You have to. Yeah, no, if, if I had had a kid, I would, I would live for that child, so. You got to figure it out. Even if you can't handle it, you figure it out. That's just what you do. If you're not willing to do that or figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Then, then don't play the game. Don't. You fucking jerk off. That, that's that's what I've always said. It's like if you can't play the if you can't play the parent game, then jerk off and watch your porn, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or I'm not a woman, so I'm not gonna give any advice to women. But for dudes, uh, my only advice yeah, my only advice to women is be more open to taking it on the chest or the face. You <laughs> fucker, <laughs> cheeky fucker. Yeah, cheeky fuck. Uh. <laughs> what does that do for anybody? I mean, it's still a mess to clean up. You still have to wash the towels. It's just a waste of time, man. This is some variety. It's better than the belly button. <laughs> you have to dig it out of the belly button. You using Q-tips and shit. Oh God! <clears throat> if you can like, if <laughs> if it gets in there and you don't clean it out, it can like. You can get like a yeast infection. No, maybe was it? It's not a yeast infection. Uh, basically, it curls and rots and it gets fucking nasty. I've heard some gross ass stories of people doing that. Like, ugh. Clean out your belly button, people. No matter what's been inside of it. But especially I still would rather a regular belly button. I hate Audis, man. Oh god, Audis! If you have an Audi and you're out there, fuck you. Kill yourself. Just fuck you and kill yourself. Wait, no, no. I, I Un- met, I've actually in my life only met one person who admitted to having an Audi, which I saw while we were swimming. You've only met and one person? Gross. Only one person with an Audi? Well, only one person that I actually visually observed having it. Really? Yeah. I've seen tons. Yeah, my whole life. I've seen tons. I... It, Basic training in my platoon had 60 people, not a single person with an Audi that I ever saw. What about what about people who, like, like you and I, we have pretty similar innies, but... Yeah, I like, I, I like my innie. What it's about, nice, it's not... Yeah. What about the people who, like, kind of have an Audi, but it's 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 basically, it's like, it's mostly it's flush. Like flat. It's mostly flush. Like it, it, yeah, I hate that too, man. It bulges out just a little, just a little, but it's basically an any. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not down with that. You can't it's even. It's like they're pretending they don't have an Audi. Fuck them. They're lesser than human. They're filth. Are they pretending, or do they have like no control over it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're like, no, they know what they did all those years ago, and they're paying for it now. They know they're <laughs> less than me. 
Old Testament bullshit. That's what I'm just telling Their people. Their parents must have fucked up. People are like, people say like, not to get political, like, well, we got to get rid of like racism in this day and age and all this stuff. I'm like, why? You get rid of racism, the next thing you know, we're all going to turn around and be hating each other for having innies and outies on their belly buttons. Like, some innies are going to think that they're the superior race and they're going to try to, or superior beings, and they're going to try to enslave the outies. And man, 400 years from now, we're going to be doing the whole thing. It's going to be outies lives matter. Outies lives matter. Well, it's just, it goes back to basic animal concepts like, you know, the reason, I mean, racism is awful. Don't get me wrong. Is it though? What? But the, the reason these this kind of like preconceived prejudices exist is just based off the animal brain going, okay, this these things cause us harm, therefore, it's dangerous. Not always. It, it, it makes not always, not always. I, I, but it's just it's just about trying to feel safe, and that that's the saddest part. Is like you know you look, you know like they're like oh Nazis. You know, like, you know, white supremacists are super aggressive. I'm like, those are the scaredest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for them because they are so terrified of something that they, they have all this hate for it. I'm like, you guys, like, you're not tough. You're, you're like, you're like a scared little cat, like, with oh, back arched hissing. <laughs> <laughs> you're not scaring anybody. No. Yeah. You're, just, you're just pathetic and you want to hurt anyone trying to take you, but you're not accomplishing shit. Yeah, no. They're all just—they're all ignorant and scared. And it's a combination of the two. That's where racism. At the end of the day, you go to—you know—you go to McDonald's to get a fucking, a fucking uh, Big Mac, and it doesn't matter if they're Asian, Black, Hispanic. The guy gives you the Big Mac. Like, it's not going to change the quality of the fucking Big Mac. I don't know. Gas station to pay for gas. It doesn't matter what race they are. Like you know. If they're trans, if they're gay, if they're whatever, I don't it know. doesn't matter. They're going to fucking take your money for the gas because they have a job to do. Those Indians, like, they put something extra in their fuel. I'm telling you. They do it's just like there's, there's nothing going on here. It's just people being people. Some decisions are dumb. Some decisions are ridiculous. But like, at the end of the day, it's not your decision. It's theirs. And they'll fucking live with whatever the consequences are. I mean, I'm better than than black people, but that's not because of the color of my skin. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I, I know you don't mean it. <laughs> you know, it, it's really sad. Like, it's so goofy. Like, like you know, like, especially when there's a white person like, I'm better than black only. Like, okay, well, first of all, I know a black person is smarter than you. I know a black person that can outperform you athletically. Like, where, where are we talking about? How are you better? Like, yeah. Like, what metric are you using? It's just because my ancestors lived in a more northern region than your ancestors. So, yeah. Wow. Sounds good to me. Flawless logic. You are clearly a debater. I don't even know where to start in an argument. You got me. Dumbasses. Uh, alrighty, sir. Well, my phone's actually about to die, and it'll take a lot to get it plugged in. Not a lot, but it's gonna be annoying. But okay, well, this is a good first try. This has been good, and I'll I'll give it a listen, and I'll send it to you, let you hear it, and uh, hopefully the people like it. And then we can figure 
out ways to improve this and we'll keep on keeping on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, wait, wait, pause. What were you drinking? I was drinking uh, Jameson. Jameson. Jameson on, Jameson on the rocks. Okay. What about you yourself? I was drinking uh, vodka. What kind of vodka? Tito's. Tito's. Magnitos. That's well good. Were you just shooting it straight? Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, we've but we've already had Jameson and Tito's on the podcast, so I don't even feel like we should even rate it. I just want to make sure that we established that we were still drinking. Oh, always. Yes. I I didn't I didn't want our listeners to be like, wait, are they are they going sober? Are they gonna have a fucking AA episode next? I mean, we we might need to do like a sober. I mean, we will years down the road. Yeah, when 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 we're already in dialysis, and like when we're already guaranteed for the funeral home. And I'm divorced, and I've already lost one foot to diabetes. That's probably we might quit then, maybe for like a month. You do test regularly for diabetes, right? Uh, it's been a while. Well, test test again, buddy. Eh, we'll see. I'm gonna wait till the foot starts changing colors. Then I might look into it. Okay, you don't, you don't want to be without foot. I mean, the prosthetics have come a long way. Yeah, I have friends with prosthetics from, you know, IED blast and shit. I'm sure you do as well. Not or off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head, no. Really? Wow. Okay. Also drunk. Prosthetics suck, man. I mean, maybe. Gotta look at the right, you got to look at the bright side of it. I don't think there is yeah, one. Never mind. True. They gotta they gotta work on uh, like being more uh what would you call cyborg like, and then I'll be uh, then I'm in. When well, a prost- until next time, yeah. this is Mr. OETS and uh, and the now married Mr. Yummy. Yeah, that's me. With a big old go fuck yourselves. Until next time. Bye. Mr. Yummy's a faggot. <laughs> Out.